married to Jesus, Satan, leave me alone. I am married to Jesus, Satan, leave me alone. My husband is coming to take me to heaven. Heaven has Married to Jesus, sit and leave me alone. Married to Jesus, sit and leave me alone. My husband is coming to take me to heaven. Everlasting. To Jesus, Satan, leave me alone. My husband is coming to take me to heaven. Everlasting hope. I am married to Jesus. Satan, leave me alone. Revelation 19, 7 to 9. Revelation. 19 7 to 9 let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife had made herself ready and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen clean and white for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints and he said unto me Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Heaven is asking those who are married to Jesus to rejoice and be glad and to give honor to him who has married us unto himself. But the marriage of the lamb, he says, it's come already. And he says his wife had made herself ready. They have been arrayed that he dressed in fine linen, clean and white. That's the wedding garment. And that wedding garment is the righteousness of the saints. Purchased for us by Jesus. And he says, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. So not all are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. But my prayer is that we should be among those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven. And so the most important thing that any believer in Christ should desire is to be married to Jesus. Otherwise, if any believer in Christ is not married to Jesus, his worship of Jesus is vain. And the life of that believer in Christ that is not married to Jesus shall be spent as wasted years. For example, Judas, an apostle of Jesus Christ, ordained, was not married to Jesus. 
was only a believer and a follower of Jesus. And all these years of following Jesus were wasted years. Matthew 26, 24, C. Matthew 26, 24, C. C. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Jesus did regret the birth of Judas. Because all his life on earth was, was paint as shadow. Wasted years. Even though he was following Jesus, he was ordained an apostle. And so the sense of Jesus, who are privileged to be married to Jesus, should rejoice. Why should they rejoice? Because Jesus, their husband, has gone ahead of them to prepare their mansions in his father's house in heaven. And he's assuring them that he will come again to receive them unto himself, where they will forever be with him in heaven. First Corinthians 6, 17. First Corinthians 6, 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. That is he or she that is joined in marriage unto the Lord is one what? Spirit. It means therefore the marriage between Jesus and any believer in Christ can only be consummated when the believer in Christ is born again of the word of truth, which is the only gospel of salvation. Thereafter, he or she becomes seed with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.13. Ephesians 1.13. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So after you have believed this word of truth and you are obeying it, then you will be sealed by and by with the Holy Spirit. You now become one in spirit with Jesus, our eternal husband. Falsehood, wrong doctrine, false practice in the church cannot give man salvation and cannot get you married to Jesus. This seal of the Holy Spirit or call him the spirit of Christ is the inward evidence that we are married to Jesus. But the outward evidence is the fruit of the spirit. The first and most important of this fruit is the love of Jesus. And that love of Jesus is measured by the level of our obedience to his doctrines and to whatever he's saying to us. For example, in God's divinely ordained marriage, a husband that is married to Jesus and he sees his one spirit with Jesus, we trust his wife. Because we trust Jesus as an husband. Have you not been so? And if you are one spirit with him and his spirit is in you, you are married to him, then the husband will trust not only trusting the wife, but love the wife and cherish the wife and not be bitter against the wife. 
And if the wife, on the other hand, is married to Jesus and is one spirit with Jesus, then she must obey what Jesus is saying to her, that she should submit to whom? To the husband. In all things that are godly. And if the children in God's divine or marriage are married to Jesus and they are once with Jesus, then they must obey their parents in all things that are what? That are God. And the parents too who are married to Jesus must not provoke their children to anger. So you see, in a divinely ordained marriage, everybody has his own role to play for that marriage to be peaceful. So if husband is married to Jesus, he's once with Jesus. Wife is married to Jesus, he's once with Jesus. Children are married to Jesus, they are once with Jesus. Then Jesus Christ, their eternal husband, will be in that, in that what? In that matrimonial home. And there will be peace in that home because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. One of Satan's trees and wives in breaking marriages or my relationship with Jesus is to plant hatred in the heart of the husband towards the wife. Or plant hatred in the heart of the wife towards the husband. By so doing, it will break that marriage. Or any hatred at all in the heart of a child of God breaks my relation with Jesus. Because Jesus cannot be married to somebody who has hatred in the heart, or bitterness in the heart, or bitter envy. No, that marriage is broken. Now, any believer in Christ who does not love Jesus because of being stubborn and rebellious to the doctrine of Christ or to this truth. That believer in Christ is not yet married to Jesus. In fact, that believer in Christ is under a curse because he no loves Jesus by obeying the doctrine of Christ. First Corinthians 16, 22. First Corinthians 16, 22. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. Anathema maranatha is cause eternally. And so we should not be ignorant of these tricks of Satan. Because his purpose is to kill us spiritually, destroy us, and in the end break our marriage with Jesus. First Corinthians 2 11. 2 Corinthians 2.11 Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. When you are ignorant of his devices, he will get advantage of you and break your marriage relation with Jesus. Jeremiah 3 verse 8 and 14, yes. Jeremiah 3 verse 8 And I saw when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a bill of divorce. Yet her treacherous sister, Judah, feared not, but went and played the harlot also. 14, turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, 
and I will bring you to Zion. God is appealing to them here, pleading with them. Come, oh, I'm married to you. Even though I don't divorce you, I can still receive you back if you confess and acknowledge your transgressions. Now, the children of Israel, they don't know say, Jesus, I don't divorce them. Because their hearts were full of backsliding. And the Bible says, backsliding the heart is full of his own ways. You know, they are clearly going anything at all. So one of the tricks of wise of Satan in divorcing a child of God from Jesus is to make you to backslide in the heart or to make you to become lukewarm toward the things of God. The Lord don't call for Jesus. Another way they do be say go make you commit adultery with the world and with all the gods that are in this world. Lots of the eye, lots of the very pride of life. And so Satan don't break many marriages or children of God with Jesus unknown to them by enticing them into going to friendship with the world. James 4 4. James 4 4. 4 verse 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Satan can't break the marriage relationship between Demas and Jesus by enticing Demas into loving this present world. Jesus is a man married to Jesus initially. He called the Paul. His name was written in heaven. See what he said, I can't do him. At the end, he can't divorce him from Jesus by planting love of this world into his heart. And from then on, we know he had Demas again for Bible because he's been divorced and he name don't come up for Book of Life. Demas, Kulibra with Apostle Paul, walking together. Look at his hand. What Satan did to him. May our end be good in Jesus' name. Because Satan is waiting for the end of a person, not beginning. Many at the point of your dying, now go they wait. Maybe at your old age, now go they wait. That's what David said. Do not forsake me my old age. That's what the prayer I prayed. But may the devil not succeed to break our marriage. Whether in our young age or in our old age, it will not succeed in our life. Christians who are married to Jesus are not supposed to be of this world because Jesus, the eternal husband, was never of the world when he was here on earth. John 17, 16. John 17, verse 16. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So, any worldly ceremony is not of God and is forbidden by Jesus, our eternal husband. And that's the, what Christians don't want to hear. That's what Bivis can't want to hear. Ah, waiting day for day now. Maybe they just invite me to one ceremony or the other. You are a friend of the world now, so the, love of, the world must love you. They invite you here and there. 
other churches. They believe because you are saved by grace, you can commit sin. Can you continue sin for grace to abound? God forbid. So grace is no license to live anyhow. That's why Christ did not come with grace only. He came with grace and truth. John 117. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. He said grace. He didn't say grace alone. He said grace and truth came by whom? By Jesus Christ. And what is it supposed to do? Titus 2. 11 to 13. Titus 2. 11 to 13. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and truth is to teach us to do what? To deny all ungodliness and worldly lusts. To live godly and soberly. So the dirty of simplicity where they decide Jesus Christ is a sober lifestyle. Second Corinthians 11, 2 to 3. Second Corinthians 11, 2 to 3. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espouse you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. In Christ. Paul, he said, he don't betroth them, he don't espouse them, the saints of God in that Corinthian church. Through the knowledge of this truth, to only one husband, Jesus. That he may present them as a chaste virgin to Christ. A chaste virgin means they have not committed adultery with the world. They have not com committed fornication with strange spirit, strange doctrine. He said, but in the fear, this Satan will not go leave sense of God alone who are married to Jesus. He said they fear. Make you know they corrode their minds. From the simplicity that is what? That's in Christ Jesus. That is from a sober lifestyle. And so many believers in Christ are not married to Jesus today because Satan don't corrupt their minds. By enticing them to receive another spirit. How? They take receive another spirit. By the preaching of another Jesus. And that preacher of that gospel. Second Corinthians 11, verse 4. Second Corinthians 11, verse 4. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, you might well bear with him. And that Jesus, they will be careful. And that spirit, they will 
Be careful. That's why we are one in 4 John 4 1. He said, Believe not every spirit. Try all spirits, whether they are God. Because many false prophets, false apostles, false pastors, ministers of Satan, they are going to the world, giving people another waiting. Spirit, through the preaching of another Jesus and that gospel, he said, Don't believe all spirits. For John for one. John 4, verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. They are gone out into the world, preaching under Jesus, making people to have faith in anointing oil for their healing, rather than having faith in the word of God and the word of truth. That's under Jesus, under gospel. So their minds have been corrupted. And so they are not married to Jesus. And so many believers in Christ today, unknown to them, that is that they go to heaven, but they are married to the devil, who is their eternal husband. It's either because they refuse to receive the knowledge of the truth that will have given them salvation. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 10. Second Thessalonians 2. Verse 10, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. This is the condition, spiritual condition of most believers in Christ. They are refused to receive the law of the truth that will give them salvation. And so they are damned. And so they are not married to Jesus, but to the devil. Or that they are falling away from the truth, those who have received the truth before into harlotry. They don't know the truth before, they can't fall away into harlotry. Thereby divorcing themselves from Jesus. Second Thessalonians 2 verse 3. Second Thessalonians 2 verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. So many are falling away from this truth because the devil is at work. Make people to fall away from this truth into halotry. Or that some of them may not even believe the truth at all. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 12. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 12. Verse 12. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They have pleasure in worldliness, so they don't believe the truth. Anything we know this scripture is another Jesus. Now tell me, Christmas Day Bible, New Year Day Bible, celebration day, you know the crossover night day Bible, you know the anything outside the scripture or truth is another gospel, another Jesus. Luke 10, 17. Luke 10, 17. And the 70 returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Yes, read 19 to 20 now. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice 
Because your names are written in heaven. These disciples once received the knowledge of the truth and were walking in it in obedience to the truth. And so they remained married to Jesus as long as they were in the truth. Jesus Christ made their names to be written in heaven. He made demons to bow down before them. He gave them power over demons and all the power of the enemy. This means that those who are married to Jesus are giving power over the power of all the enemy. So you don't need to fear enemy if you are married to Jesus. You see the privilege of being married to Jesus. Now, now what happened to some of these 70 disciples? Now we want it now. What did it happen? They were married to Jesus. Their names were in heaven. They had power over demons. They cast out demons in the name of Jesus. What did it happen to them all along the line? Along the line. What did it happen? Now we will read now. John 6, 59 to 61. John 6, 59. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is an hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? Sixty-six hmm. now. Sixty-six. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. As the truth became harder and harder, the disciples could no longer endure his hardness. Because Satan, whose assignment is to destroy and break marriages, deceived them. To believe that the new doctrine way then they hear so is too hard. So they now stop walking with the truth, thereby breaking their marriage relationship with Jesus. That's part of the tragedy of Satan, the trick of Satan, to make you see the truth as hard. By and by, eh? it will reach a point where we say, ah, this one, I know if it all. Now Satan did behind it all, just to pull you out of that marriage and get you married to himself. Now, those people now, with their name in heaven. Now, they don't break their marriage. Their name goes see that book of life in heaven. You know, they, because the marriage is broken. The advice that Holy Spirit wants give to a sense of God, who are sure they are married to Jesus, and they are one spirit with Jesus, having received the love of, knowledge of this truth, should guide their marriage jealously, so that Satan will not break it through any of his tricks. One major one, which is that they do in trick, not to make a child of God to commit sin willfully after you have received knowledge of the truth. Apart from breaking that marriage with Jesus by making you to commit that sin willfully, it will make you to suffer all the consequences of committing sin willfully. Hebrews 10, 26 to 31. Hebrews 10, 26 to 31. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy 
under two or three witnesses, of how much sorrow punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing, and had done despite unto the spirit of grace. For we know, we know him that had said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. 31. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Committing sin willfully happened in the early church. Ananias Afira, in the early church, received the Lord the truth, and they were married to Jesus. But Satan, who never left them alone, feed their hearts, deceive them to convert the money that was supposed to be wholly given to God and kept by part of the price because the love of money was in their heart. And so today, many Christians, even men of God, many men of God, Satan had broken their marriage with Jesus because of the love of money which they covet after. Except men of God are giving victory over money, that's when they will succeed in their ministry. If you cannot conquer money and let money be your slave, Satan will get you. That's some, some people can we can we tow tight of God. Some people can even dishonor the pay tight of God. Who are they doing? Natural did they do? I've been a God. Some people are not married to Jesus. Because love of money did their heart. So to part with that money will be God though, they find it very difficult. That is an obligation that God commanded. That's why we are talking at all. We don't preach money here. We are tired your souls. We are only talking of committing sin willfully. When you know tight, it's tight of God. You are committing sin willfully by withholding the tight of God. You are like Ananias Savera. 1 Timothy 6, 10 to 11. 1 Timothy 6, 10 to 11. 6, 10 to 11. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow Tell righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. O man of God, do it. Flee love of money. Now, they sit and they get children of God to break their marriage with Jesus. Love of money, up and down. You don't get time for God. Because money don't, it don't become your God. You know what He said, the love of money is the root of what? That will make many to veer away from what? Faith, Abby. And if you veer away from the faith, are you now married to Jesus? You are diverse already. And so, if Christians and men of God must keep their married relationship, one of the things they must do is to obey God's doctrine of godliness with what? Contentment. 1 Timothy 6, 6 to 9. 1 Timothy 6, 6 to 9. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich 
fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. It's a man that will be rich. At all costs, are looking for how to be rich. Some go, they play gamble. Now it is forest now. Have you not be so? It was shares in those days. Have you not be so? Who they behind this thing? This devil. Just to plan a lot of money. If God give you riches, it's not for self. It's for distribution onwards and for the work of God. But some heap. And that money now becomes their God. He said, but they that shall be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful laws. We drown men in destruction and perdition. Marriage is broken by having love of money in your heart. He said, but that old man of God flee these things. Flee. Run away. Not resist. Flee. Proverbs 28, verse 22. Proverbs. 28, verse 22. He that hasteth to be rich hath an evil eye, and considereth not that poverty shall come upon him. Waiting, David talk in Psalm 131. He said, my eyes are not what? Lofty. My heart is not healthy. He said, I don't excite myself in things too high, too great for me. People don't want to start from low beginning. They are always aiming high. And I sit and they behind it all, just to break your marriage with Jesus. The little you have, why do you start with that? Have you not been so? Because anxiety will come, come. stress will come. Have you not been so? This is the truth. Anybody where they hasten to reach has waiting. An evil eye. And if you have an evil eye, you are full of darkness. That's idolatry. You see, but poverty will end it up. So different methods by which Satan is luring believers in Christ and to make him money. Different ungodly methods. They are not biblical. May God deliver from Satan's tragedy and trick. We are trying to expose the trick of Satan to us all. Have you not been so? Eh? Nine. Let us be sober and start from a small beginning. And go from there, we're going to lift us up. I've been up so. Eh? You know, see, they don't quiet now because they say which one they talk so. And I go, I make I not go make them. People don't want to hear the truth. If not other church, they go say, go ahead, get your talkers. Uh, upon Mazan, that means it's your possession, go and possess your possession. Get it. And then when you bring card, they follow more. Eh, you have made it. Ah. A man's life does not cost it what? What he possesses. Godliness you contain is what? Great gain. Great gain to your soul. That's what that thing means. Now, we are talking about to keep our marriage relation with Jesus. Flee from what? Love of money. Take warning. Say the one of Jesus that said, Luke 12, 15. Luke 12, 15. verse 15. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life 
consisted not in the abundance of the things which he possessed. A master concerned about the spiritual riches where you get through this truth. Durable riches that will make you to earn your reward in heaven. Now look at Hebrews 13, 5. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake thee. Let those who are married to Jesus stand upon this promise that God will not forsake you, will not leave you, but beware of covetousness. What you need, he will provide. He will not allow you to suffer hunger. Stand upon that promise. Don't go after what unbelievers are doing to make money. Don't go after them. Pray, let God lead you what to do. And we direct you, your husband will direct you, you know, we lead you astray. He will tell you this is what you are going to do. Don't go that way, he will speak to you. We have an husband, we'll be saying, you know, get back, leave us alone. Finally, Revelation 3, 5. Revelation 3, verse 5. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. My prayer is that Jesus, our eternal man, will help us and teach us how to put on the whole armor of God so that we can overcome the devil and all his tricks. So that uh, we shall remain clothed in that wedding garment without stain, without defilement, without blemish. That our names may remain written in the book of life until he comes again to come and take us onto our mansions in heaven.